Friendly greetings! It's your watermelon guru, Torley Linden, and I'm here today to teach you about editing particles. You may have seen them and enjoyed them all around Second Life, but now you too, if you aren't already, can be an active part of the creation process. Hmm. So I'm here at Jopsy Pendragon's Particle Laboratory. As you can clearly see, this place is kick-ass. Certified. I really recommend it. It's got everything. It's a really crazy, like a science world display of experiments. And they're all hands-on. <clears throat> Excuse me, you don't just look at them. You actually interact with each of these stations. And they cover every single aspect that I've known anyway of particle editing, including all the little parameters making them. And right here is where I'm going to show you in particular, because these over here on this wall, these are templates. Particles can take many forms depending on how the script parameters are changed. You could have something that simulates natural phenomena, such as snow, if I were to click on this, and I should be seeing what looks like snow shortly. Yes, see that? It's very faint there, like snow usually is. I can click on, say, rain. This might be a little more hard to see, but yeah, I can see it. There we go, rain falling down, right? And there's some things like jet flames, kind of blue hot glow explosions, and so many more. You can come ahead and try this. Go ahead and click on each station to find out what it does. And I'm here actually, it's the sandbox area where Jopsy encourages experimentation. And if it sounds like I'm promoting this place, in fact, well, it's been around several years, which is several, <laughs> it's a lifetime in Second Life. It's, it's, it's ancient, but it's continually being improved, which is so awesome. It's not just a relic, it stays up to date. Ooh. Yeah, these are some more advanced features and things like that. As I said, there's many levels. You're not going to get it all in one sitting. So come here and explore. There's even a map of the whole place. Wow, Jopsy really th did think of everything. Haha. <laughs> so first things first, let's try one of these sample scripts and let's go ahead and edit it. And I'll show you how you can change this into something that looks quite differently for your own purposes. As the floating text says, it's a starter sample script take a copy. Let's go ahead and do that. You'll notice that clicking doesn't do anything and this could be more usable, I do agree. So instead you right click and you can either buy because it's zero dollars, linen dollars, it's free, or you can right click more and take copy. And that will put it in your inventory. So when you open your inventory, look in the objects folder and here it is new improved particle script sample with an exclamation mark. It's exciting. Let's head into the middle area approximately. So we've got more space to play with. And now you want to res this, which means clicking, dragging, and then releasing the mouse button. See, I'm still holding it right now in world. So it appears just like the other one over there. And now what you can do is right click, and edit it. And under the content tab, this is the script that you modify. Do note that Jopsy encourages you to copy and paste the script into one that you created. And what exactly does that mean? Well, if I right click and has properties, it says Jopsy Pendragon's the creator, even if you've modified it because he originated this for our enjoyment. Thank you, Jopsy. So, 
This is how you do that so it has your name here instead and then you modified it based on his template. You can go into scripts or you can go ahead and create new script. And right here is a new script. And since my name is Torley, I'll try Torley's particle test. Simple as that. And then I can double click this to open it. And it's a, a new starter script. That's what the default looks like. If you've never edited scripts before, don't worry. This is very straightforward. Now this particle script, which is in the contents of this object, double click to open and whoa, you can see it's heritage <laughs> of how it came to be. The yellow text, I mean the orange text that begins with two forward slashes, these are all comments, which means you don't edit them, you read them for instructions. You don't have to change any of these, they just tell you what to do, and I know there's a lot. So let's look at a few of them after we've copied this. You'll notice there's a menu here too. So you can select all, then you can edit and copy, and then you can close that, and in here now, you can go and you can select all, and then you could replace this. You can delete first, it doesn't really matter, but if you delete, it'll look cleaner. Then edit menu and paste it. And you can see now, when I save this, I'll go ahead and this is a copy of the script with my name on it. So I'm going to open it up again to make sure it's saved. As you can see, same thing. And compare this. When I right-click and choose Properties, it now says Torley Linden. And I can right-click this in Properties, Jopsy Pendragon, right? And I can delete this by right-clicking and deleting it from the contents. And when the Contents tab is active, then I can click and drag this into so it will replace the previous particle script. You'll notice also that particles were still running even though I took the script out. This is because the particles are saved as a state with the prim. And I'll show you something a little later that will solve a common annoyance when someone takes a script out and they're like, hey, the particles are still playing, I want them to stop. Well, I'll show you how to stop those as well. Next, let's have a look at editing some of these particle parameters so you can see how they affect it. And this is where it gets very rewarding where you see cause and effect. We've zoomed a little closer so you can see very nicely that the particles are still being emitted. I deselected the object by accident. Let me click there. Back in the content tab, remember it has to be selected and you have to see your particle script. I'm going to double click this and open it up. Yes, it has quite a lineage inspired and derived from Ama Omegas. Wow, this goes back four years. <sighs> so I can resize the window a bit. I can show you a little bit more. We're going to be fighting for screen space, but no worries. You'll notice that there's these are the, the first main set of parameters. There's others that affect things like life and how it follows and bounces. It gets really, really fancy. Let's start at the top. And I'm not going to show you every single thing here, but enough that you have a good idea. Scale is basically like size. You can make particles very narrow, you can make them very wide, make them blocky. If I change these to 0.1, and the maximum is 1 as you can see here, after you make a change and you want to see the effects of it, you click save and you wait for it to save. It'll tell you save complete. 
and make sure it's running too, by the way. Okay, and now we've changed the scale. So you can see it appears to be more like little, little sparks color because these are in RGB values, red, green, and blue. Meaning if you wanted particles to be strictly green, we would set these, since this is red value, both the start and the end, and we would set these to zero, and the middle, red, green, blue, right? So green, we want to set that to 1.0, 1.0. And now after we save it this time, we're gonna see the particles that come out are green as expected. And by the way, every time you save, it tells you how many particles it produces. This is important because you don't wanna produce hundreds and hundreds at once. That's often synonymous with particle spamming, which slows down your viewer side performance and isn't necessary for most effects. If we want to change it, notice there's a start color and an end color and a start scale and an end scale. If we want to go from small to big and green to pink, let's go ahead and I'll show you how to do exactly that. So end scale, we want to make them giant, so set it to 1.0 and 1.0, and particles are two-dimensional, so the third one, that's why it's, it's zero. Just leave that how it is. And end color, my RGB values for my ferret hot neon pink are 1.0, 0, 0, 0.0, and 0, 0.5. All right, and save this. And okay, so you can see they're starting small. And as we zoom out here, they're getting pink and quite a bit larger at the end. That's the effect. <laughs> That's just a lot of fun. End alpha and start alpha control the transparency. If you make both of these one, the particles shall be solid from start to end. Often it's a good idea to set N to zero or close to it, so it's like the particles are fading off. They don't suddenly disappear abruptly, unless you want that effect. And notice after I've saved it, now they're a lot more opaque. Whereas if I set it to 0.1 and 0.1, it would appear to be very, very faint. Save it, and here we go. You can hardly see them now as the old particles. It's, it's a gentle misting of watermelon. <laughs> Ah, so you can read what these other ones do as well. You can notice that, oh, a missive. Let me see here. I'm going to try a quick test. I'm going to set it to midnight. A missive has them glowing in the dark. You can see them. But if you set a missive to false and save it, it's an on-off switch, true or false. Basically, it's binary logic. Then it gets very hard to see them because they don't glow in the dark. Whereas if we set that back to true, as it was before, and a lot of particles, they probably light up at night, but some don't. So again, customize for desired effects. And as you can see, subtle, but it's glowing again. World menu, and I'll just reset back to the region default. Or was it already night here? Oh, it's starting to get to, <laughs> this is the nice thing, we can control the time of day. I'll just set it to midday. Okay, or better yet, I had it on balanced. Let me go into the environment editor and advanced sky and let me just choose balanced one. Okay, there we go. Nice and easy, right? Nice and easy. Next, we're gonna have a look at texture and this is one of my ferrets. I will tell you why.
Verily, one of my favoriteest things to do in all particle world <laughs> is to change the texture of a particle, because a lot of particles they don't have a texture. So they 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 may look nice, they spread out, sure, but they're just dots, blank kind of dots without much character. If you want to add more realism. Adding a texture is a great way to do this. Whether it's a flame texture or snowflakes that are detailed and not just those dots you saw earlier, there's many, many possibilities for this. So, with a texture, there are a couple ways to add one. One is you can drag a texture, like I drag the script. When you're selecting the particle emitter, you can drag a texture right in. Let me see if I have. I have a lot of textures actually. You can drag it right into this. The the inventory. Okay, actually, let's just go ahead and try that. I like、uh, let's see, Generiqua. That better be good. But I made it, so it should be. Oh yeah. Okay. So it's uh it's this green squarish thing. It's meant to tile. It's not meant for particles, but it'll be a good experiment. So click, drag, and release. And now it's right in here. Note the exact name of it, because right here in texture, like it says. Name of a texture in the inventory. It has to be in there. So Generiqua,、uh, not to be confused with Jamiroquai, and save. And after it saves, it's hard to see, but you'll notice there we go. It's spewing out that texture. Well, that texture doesn't have much detail. So I'm going to show you a few quick steps to get great texture resolution on this, and to to really show what difference a texture can make. I'm going to set the start scale back to one. The end scale is the same. I'm going to change the start color from the pinkish, the green thing, and the pink thing to one. Just set this all to one, so it's white and has no tinting effect. And I'm going to change the alpha back to one as well. With all these things considered, then I'm going to save it, and this should show you the texture almost exactly as you've seen it in inventory. Oh wow! And here we go. Squares, squares, but squares aren't that pretty. What if we want to have something else with a transparent texture background, like I showed you last week? And last week's tip of the week, do you remember that? Transparent textures. We made a leak. Oh my gosh, giant leak! So the second part of this is interesting. The asset ID key. Every single asset, meaning something in your inventory, whether it's a texture or a body part, or as grim as that sounds, or an object, they have a unique key. No two assets have the same key. If they did, the world would end. Something like that. And how you get that is if you have fully permissive object or texture. I mean, in this case, yeah, full permissive texture. Then I can right-click and copy asset UUID. This will be grayed out. If you don't have those permissions required, so I can click that, and now it doesn't even have to be in the inventory. I can just copy and paste the key for usage, because it it works under the logic that yes, I have permissions to do this, so I have permissions to emit you as the texture for this particle thingy. Okay, right there, it looks it's it looks complex, which yes, it is. <laughs> We can't have two of them colliding now, and now when I save it. Let's give that a moment to reload and resave. Now we're gonna have leaks come out. Leaks, glorious leaks. Oh yes, and someone else is playing with particles too. Oh, they're, oh my gosh, they're they're really particle spamming me. Ah,、uh, okay, but we have the leaks here. You can clearly see the leaks here, and this is exactly why you don't want to particle spam others because it quickly gets annoying like that, and it clouds your experience. 
Remember that, oh yeah, while I'm at it, remember that you can always go to view menu and beacons and hide the particles if you so desire. Haha, <laughs> and you can show them back on again. Okay. So we got leaks coming out of this. And if you want the leaks to last longer, because they're kind of, kind of squattering around, <laughs> you want them to last longer, let's go to the next part. So we've seen right now how to add a texture, the key to this texture so it looks more customized. And it looks great, because remember with a transparent background, you're not going to see a fringing or the edges. You can do this with any texture that you have the rights to. Age, as it says, how many seconds it lives. I could set it to 30, that'll be a lot longer. And these will also affect the rate and the burst and, and basically how quickly you're going to see new particles. But I'm just going to change that. Life, by the way, is interesting. It means that particles will be emitted for a certain amount of time, but then they're going to halt if you set it to something else other than zero. It's useful for those, you know, one-time effects. Oh my gosh, 600 current, current particles. That may not be good, because what we have here is the trail of leaks. <laughs> Giddy up, linkies! Da, da, da. And remember, particles are two-dimensional, so they'll turn where, wherever you face, basically. You'll see them face on. Even though they're not strictly three-dimensional, they seem like it. <laughs> now I must be annoying him, or wherever he went. <laughs> My apologies. So, in addition to this, there are some other parameters. You can read about these and try these. Wind is interesting, because it will follow the wind. <laughs> you know, the wind sound. If you set this to false, then the direction will change. And you can also, by setting a key of another object, like the key for the texture, similar but different. See, notice how uh, now it's not following the wind. It's just going straight. So it adds some organicity. But as I was saying, you could set it to follow another object. Like if you want particles to go towards someone. Don't use that for griefing. Wind back to true. And let's have a look again. And you can see it alters course. Aye, aye, captain. So lots of things you can use. Fine tuning can make a big difference. There's often no need to become very excessive and grossly exaggerate the number of particles you may actually need because subtle effects can look very, very beautiful. Whereas something like uber, hyper, ultra, mega, super bling is just going to blind people's eyes and they're going to turn your particles off and have no appreciation for them. Now that we know how to edit Particles, congratulations, by the way. I'm going to show you a few things of how to deal with particle annoyances, besides that view menu and the, the particle sources. Actually, not a few things. One primary thing <laughs> is to set the particle system to blank, okay? If you ever find yourself in a situation where you go, oh my gosh, the particles keep coming and coming and I want them to stop in now, but I can't do it right away. <sighs> this is where I can help you. <laughs> So right-click and edit it. The first instinct, of course, is to say, hey, I'm going to pull the particles out. I'm going to delete this, and they should go away, right? And remember to save copies of your scripts by <laughs> dragging them into inventory if you haven't already, or save a copy of the object. But you're like, oh, they keep coming. Make them stop. Make them stop. And I hope we can have a better user interface for this in the future, because it really doesn't make much sense to me either if I was new. But like, what the heck? This should be happening. Oh, <laughs> this is freaking hilarious. Oh, they're, they're getting kind of glowy past that as they go towards the, the, the floating rock thing. Okay, so here's how you do it. I actually have a script. It's called Stop Viewer Side Effects. But the part you're going to want to be concerned with is where it says Particle System that 
it's nothing. That's exactly what it is. It means the particle system is canceled and blank. So what I can do is, and I can show you where to get this script. It's right at my place, my office in Grasmere. Here are the coordinates. You can click and drag it right into there. Or what you can also do, of course, if you want, is new script. And then you can paste. You can even just paste the particle system part. Forget about the rest, right? Just particles here. So state entry, this is it's the state it sets it to. Like I said before, particles impose a state on the prim. And this will change the state. So even if there's no script, it changes the state. It'll, it'll reside there. I mean, it'll persist. So I copy that, edit, copy. And then I open the script. And then I just delete all this, right? And then I paste it in. I'm using keyboard shortcuts and save it. And after I save it, the particles, the leak should go away and stop. And they away the way they go. They're all flying towards the distance through leak heaven. And that's where they go. Yes, and no more leak particles. And that's how you've prevented a leak crisis in Second Life. Ooh, I almost forgot how to show you how to save your particle scripts. This is really important. Don't want to lose your hard work, right? Well, as you may already know, you can take a copy of your own object if it has those permissions, or you can just take it back in your inventory by right-clicking and take, or take more and take a copy. You, what you can also do is you can right-click and edit, and remember in the content tab, here's my particle test, I can go to my inventory, and let me just close these off and open my inventory. Within scripts folder, I can just drag it in to save it. And I can delete the older one because I know I made changes to it. And click and drag. And now it's saved my inventory, which means that if I have other objects I want to use the script with, if I were to right click and create, make a new cube resin right there, now I can click and drag and put it in that cube. And it will set the state of this particle particle emitter here as you can see <laughs> and of course this uh, you can change the rotation of which direction they're, they're coming out particle spewer <laughs> it's puking leaks so that's how you save your particle scripts so now that you know how to do all that a few words of encouragement from me I really get inspired by experimenting I mean experimenting. What the heck was that? I like to try small steps and be rewarded by them. Like one small thing at a time and say, oh, hey, this got results and continue to build on that. And you notice right here at the particle laboratory, there are many stations which deal with exactly that. One small step at a time for each parameter. There's a lot of beautiful diagrams here which would really belong well in an encyclopedia. But since this is Second Life, we are so fortunate. And of course, if you found these useful, Give Jopsy a shout out, say hi to him for me. These are really, really great. And there's just so much going on. Oh, donations, hey, I should make one. I'll come back to that. And let's see up here. These are just wonderful, wonderful. And let's see, there's just books and so much. So as I was saying, take it one small step at a time. And this is true for a lot of things I show you and teach you in my video tutorials. Take it at your own pace. Don't give up, and even if you think you're not creative, I believe you really are. It just takes a few small steps sometimes to discover that, to move forth, and open these channels, which may have been a part of your childhood, but perhaps you were discouraged by someone to, oh, you know, that's silly. In Second Life, it's really like a Second Life in that you can rediscover your childhood 
and bring it in world and share it with other residents. And you have a collective joy because of that. You feel really happy showing off this art and the science that you've created. So please go forth and as always, share your stuff with me. I love to see it. Join me next week. Ooh, someone's coming and visiting. <laughs> There's a balloon to get up here. It's really fun. Stay tuned for next week's tip of the week. I'm going to see what these guys are up to. And have a marvelous, lovely, vibrant second life in the meantime. I wish you well. Yeah.